I want to hear how the matches work. That's part. I was like, I'm just going to light this match. It'll be ASMR Who lights a match in the middle of a podcast? (laughs) Get out of my room. Hey, sisters. Hey, sisters. Welcome to a podcast about sisters. By sisters. And for everybody. (laughs) Body. We're working on it. <laughs> um, so Gretchen, tell me how your week's been. Lord. Shall I? Shall I regale you with the tales of like, have you ever just done so much laundry only with nothing to show for it? Yes. The last time you visited me, <laughs> I did that much laundry with nothing to show for it. There's like, I'm okay. So I have two littles, which I think I've already said by now, a four-year-old and a two-year-old at the time. And they have this uncanny ability to bring stomach viruses into the house. Like, this is the thing that you think you know, like looking at social media, like, oh, haha, this person's kid's sick. But you don't know until it's like a just a thing. Yeah, no. So there is so many stomach viruses. And this was one of those weeks. And the thing is, it's like almost every stomach virus I know of. Okay, I don't know of a lot. I'm, I have no... Like, yeah, I was like, I've only been an active participant. <laughs> no, but most stomach viruses have about 24 hours incubation period. So what happens is one person gets it the next day, the next person gets it. And then the next day, the next person gets it. And then my husband has a stomach of steel. So rarely does it go to the fourth person. I don't know something in his like genetic makeup, which he did not pass to my kids. Thanks for that. Um, he just doesn't get the stomach viruses or maybe he's just not in the throes of it with us all the time. Like we are always around each other. Yeah. So he can step away and like get his immune system up, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so it turns into a whole week of vomit at all. I'm not going to go into the stomach virus stuff. Let's just say yeah. belly junk. So yeah. So there's been a lot of sheet washing and that's about it. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, actually I experienced it. Yeah. yeah, actually, so Alice said, you remember when I was at Aunt Jessie's and I threw up all over her bed? I was like, I do. I remember that. Yeah. Did you well, know that happened more than once, Alice? And we ended up sleeping on towels for the rest of the night. She um, absolutely flat refused to believe, though, that she woke up throwing up last night. So what happened last night was she's the last one to get it. So that's how we've been in this for a couple of days. So um we she woke up and she's in bunk beds on the bottom bunk and it's flat to the ground like thank god for that i guess when you hear the rest of the story it's flat to the ground but you can't put it all the way up against the wall like i mean I, I've seen beds go it's all in, the way. It's, it, but it's, it sits in, it's, it's round in a frame. Level, but it sits in a little frame. Yeah. So it doesn't go all the way to the wall. She woke up and I had actually like waterproof sheets and stuff because I was like, this is coming. I know it's coming. I've seen these signs. She wakes up, turns and throws up in that crack so between the bed <laughs> and the wall. Oh, so anyway, yeah, that's, Gosh. that's been my life. But she doesn't believe she did it. She just doesn't believe. She said, no, no. Daddy needed me to get in the guest bed, so we went in there. I was like, mm, "Yeah, your dad woke well, up. He's and just, got he was you afraid of the dark." So he, right? Yeah. I know. I was like, "That makes no sense." So I'm so afraid of the dark that I need you to come vomit in this bed, please. Come get in this bed and a random other bed in the house. Like, yeah. So <laughs> Daddy needed me to go in there. I I do what I can for the people. <laughs> do what I, love. I can. I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, girl, girl. Oh my gosh. 
girl. We took her to the farmer's market when they were visiting. Gretchen's other daughter was sick. So we took the <laughs> eldest to the farmer's market. And I care yeah. when I go get eggs at the farmer's market, I walk. So I have like a hard side egg case for camping. It's a really cool case. Oh, it is a camping case. Well, I mean, it's I had never seen this before. Like, it's I must meant so you can take eggs wrong. camping. So it's like a clamshell that that cradles your eggs awesome. gently. But she was super excited to get eggs, and she still kind of had that post sicky, just woke up from a fever kind of yeah mentality. And she carried those eggs everywhere, and then left them on a shelf in the natural foods co op. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back through. We had to go back to the grocery store and ask for our food that we'd already paid for that my kid left in the grocery store. Oh, I just wandered through. It was by the bread. I don't know when we walked by the bread, but I guess that's just where they needed to go. (laughs) I remember, I remember now getting out of the store, leaving the store, looking down and going, Alice, where are the eggs? She's like, I don't know. So I had to go back and get the eggs. Then she ate like a whole, a whole ice cream sandwich before we could tell that she was eating a whole ice cream sandwich because it was like here have a couple bites and she had wolfed down the whole thing and we were like well let's hope she's well otherwise this dairy thing is going to be a a roller coaster but it was it was a day it was fun it's always a day it's always fun it is always a day i love i've Honestly, I love when the girls FaceTime me because usually it's the youngest walking around and I'm getting like a bad IMAX experience, but it's fun. Kids these days, they know how to FaceTime. You got that? I know. Good job, Gretchen. So anyway, if we ever get this up on YouTube, also a bonus is how I look today. So I'm excited for you to see that. Yeah. What is your shirt? Is that one of your shirts? Gretchen also makes t-shirts. Um, so... <laughs> For herself. Yeah, I make I make t-shirts that I make for way too much money. Yeah. She makes them for herself. So today we are going to talk about the scandalous wild children who were the Mitford sister. Gretchen, I don't wow. think you're ready. I'm not ready. I really I've, don't know any. I love it when I don't know anything about it though, because okay. like sometimes Jesse will say, Oh, I'm gonna talk about so like la, 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 don't tell me anything because I want to be entertained. Okay, so well entertain me. I'll make all the good to be entertained. Um, As always, I'm going to cite my sources um, and I'm just going to go down the list. The first one is the article Sisters in Scandal in the official magazine of Britain. Um, It's called Britain, the official magazine or the official magazine Britain. I can't tell, Um, but it was written by Felicity Day. And the Vanity Fair article in the Sisters issue, which was May 2016, it was by James Walcott, and it's entitled, Why the Enduring Fascination with the Mitford Sisters Won't Die. And in Vox, by Constance Grady, called The New Pursuit of Love TV Show Means It's Time to Remember the Mitfords. Um, oh, that does not sound like it would have been that helpful, but apparently it was, it was actually, it, I mean, it was helpful enough and that title is everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, like, it's like a research article. And then I also went back to my bright young people articles and found one that was about the Mitford sisters by Sarah Roller, but it's in the series of bright young people. Do you know who the bright young people were? I do not. Okay. They are the like kooky when we think flappers and the like wild nightlife, great Gatsby in America there, they were gotcha. the equivalent, equivalent. These were the equivalent. They were the equivalent in England. So, okay. They were born they at the- like, they have like an acronym. Like were they the BYP? Probably not, Probably but not you can have that. 
Okay. Um, I feel I'm always scared to use acronyms like that. I don't actually know if they exist because I'm like, you know, it's probably an acronym for something awful. Just yeah, so that's just life. Yep, you're right. So skip it. Maybe don't say BYP because we don't know. We don't know. And P but could be do, lots please of scandalous tell us things. If you know of an acronym for that, or no, not an acronym. If you, know, yeah. if you know what BYP stands for, let me know. Because the P, everything in my head is something that <laughs> I know. I was like, there's definitely like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. let's not. Um, so these scandalous, scandalous sisters, there were six of them. And I have an order of birth. I can tell you their names. Nancy, Pamela, Diana, whose nickname was Honks, Unity, of course I it love was. The Honks, Jessica, whose nickname was Decca, and she actually went by Decca. So wait, Unity? Yeah. Was that like a brief like mushroom phase for the parents? What was maybe, happening? Maybe okay. she's actually the last one I'm going to cover because my Lanta, she did not live up to the name Unity. Um, and so Jessica, who went by Decca, and Deborah. Um, whose nickname amongst her siblings was Stublo. Mm. They had wow. tons of nicknames for each other. They called um, their mother and father. Father was Fava and mother was Muv. So they had these names. They were rich as all get out. They lived Those in like, like that crazy of nicknames for parents. So I was looking at Fava. She like, sounds like Fava. Getting ready for like Boobop, Salablab, and Leilulalaboo. I don't know. I this is my this is how my kid talks when she thinks she's like she thinks she can speak other languages very well. I'm into so this. If she if she thinks she's speaking which side note, we're trying to get her into dual language because she already thinks she speaks Spanish, but it has no Spanish basis. Oh no. I'm like, that's just bloopy noises. That's that's it's a not a that's it's some kind of Sid noise. and Marty Croft, Jim Henson. I can, I can remember doing that when I was little, like pretending that and like Things that if you did as an adult, people would like slap you and cancel you all day. Oh, nothing beats children thinking they know American Sign Language. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like. <laughs> children thinking that they know ASL and then they make noise hearing children. Um, oh, yeah. That are not CODAs. Like they make the bloopy noises with the hand gestures that are awful. Oh, ha ha. And I'm like, there's so much that's inappropriate here. And then, and then we remember that they are not coming. We just have to like frame it for them and tell them that's not okay. And then remember, they don't have all the hangups that we have. Right, right. They don't know. Oh. But, and I'll be honest, most deaf people, I mean, I know, I know a few deaf people when they see a child have interpreters that, just on your funny on your YouTube, you have interpreters, right? Yeah. So one of my interpreters is deaf. Raggedy auntie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that interpreter mostly does books cause I can give her the book. Um, but they think it's funny. Like the, the deaf people that I know think it's hilarious when hearing children give it the old college try, but yeah. don't do it yourself if you're over like, well, if you know, yeah. if you know that you're not actually doing sign language at all, or don't you're doing that <laughs> another language, don't do it. Right. Yeah. My daughter firmly believes she is speaking Spanish. Oh man. I love that kid. I love that kid so much. All right. So let's get into these Mitfords. They, their dad had them like walled into a compound. That's how they grew up. No, oh, this and is starting off awesome. Well, they, it wasn't like, I make it sound like a cult. It wasn't a cult. It was like he a was castle. He, yeah. Yeah. It was an estate, not a castle. Oh. I mean, they're English, but not only English live in castle. Otherwise I'd Whoa, right whoa. Back up. Just kidding. What? I was oh, joking. Did you just learn that? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. One of my dear friends is English. Um, did she and she lives in a castle. Okay, no, there you no, go. She does. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know for sure. Like we haven't had like that conversation. We haven't like defined the living accommodation. Does she make you pay 
pick her up like outside these woods that look abandoned, but there's a castle in the distance. Well, I live in Texas, so I don't drive to England to pick her up. And she also lives in Texas. So she might live in a castle in Texas. If there's a castle in America, it's going to be in Texas. Okay. She doesn't live in a castle in Texas. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Now I'm just, I have not her. let you get one in sentence into your story. So no, you <laughs> haven't. <laughs> Is this just okay. like adult conversation without six sick children involved? No one's That's puking fine. and I'm not doing laundry. And my husband knows I'm recording. So the longer we drag this out, the less likely I am I have to clean up anything that happens while we're on this recording session. Perfect. Is one this one of those viruses episodes? that comes in spells? Wait, what are those? Like, this is when I'm, I'm like a human volcano. Oh, yeah. And then, and yes. then I have yes. three hours of not feeling too terrible. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk until that spell is over. Um, so Nancy is the one that's the most famous, actually it's her book. That's becoming the TV show on the BBC. Um, and yes, I subscribe to a lot of BBC channels, so I'm probably going to watch it after this. I have not watched it, but she wrote, she was a funny writer. So she wrote a bunch of comical books. One was called the Highland fling. Most people know Nancy's writing. Um, she had a great love affair with a Polish politician right at the end of World War II. And she moved to France. And the way I remember it is romance in France. Um, but she dropped everything to move over there. And do you have to remember this? Like, are we getting quizzed over it? <laughs> no, no, no. But that's how I remember it to tell the story. Oh, you don't write notes? I have, I have some notes, but like that many oh, notes. Wow. If you, since you can't see it, it's like two or three sentences per person. Um, I got, I've got good memorizing skills. So she went to France, didn't really, the affair didn't pan out. She ended up moving home. Um, and then she kept writing, but I remember that because you are alone. So you're going home. That's how good I job. remember. Good job, Gretchen. Well just done. Want, I just want everybody to know who's taking notes. Okay. Well done. I'll quiz you. No one else gets a quiz, but here's the deal. If you don't pass the quiz next week, I'm bringing another sister onto this podcast. Shh, don't tell them that <laughs> I'll get an actor. Um, so Nancy was also politically involved, we'll say, and that'll pan out later. That's a little, a little, a little preview of Miss Nancy, but her, her book, the pursuit of love was her autobiography. That is now we're using that to learn about the Midford. So she's get boring. Back. Give me another one. Nancy. I'm glad there's so boring. many. I have to set you up with Nancy. Yeah. Cause she won't be boring. She does not live up to this. So far. I am disappointed. We need Our another. Most boring. It's next. <laughs> is next in order of birth and in order of podcast. Her name was Pamela or Pam. She wasn't all that interesting. Unfortunately, she was reported as having been involved with the Nazi party during World War II by her sister, Nancy. That's because she was so boring. They were like, oh, she's got to have some kind of secret life. She's too boring. Nothing's got to be going on. Um, she she's also messed up of Nancy. Well, I don't know. 
I don't know, actually. No, I don't know. Like, so I would probably not want you to be involved with the Nazi party either. Right. Yeah. And she was, she was anti-Semitic in the way of, um, they're taking all our money. So let's get non-Englanders out of England, non-British out of England. That's, that was her thing. It wasn't just directed at Jewish people, but it echoed Hitler. It echoed. She's awful. She's boring. If that's her most interesting piece. Um, she's anybody into ASMR. I'm about to light a match. Hold on. That's terrible. Uh, that was so terrible. That might just be like straight up off, not on the podcast, and just no. I have to get more in. on Podby. I will edit out a whole sister, a whole Mitford sister, just so we can hear you not being able to light a match. Oh my gosh! Well, so edit out the last one because she sucks. Move on. No, no, she's we're not done with her yet. She married um a guy, a bisexual guy. Okay, but she's way more interesting than Nancy. First of she's, all, she's also but and Nancy's really interesting actually. Just read her books. Um, Pamela her married a bisexual man. Might be interesting, she's bisexual. but she's not. She didn't stay with Derek Jackson, the guy that. <laughs> Gosh, what is the lights of Palo Santo in my natural light? Oh my gosh, Gretchen, get a lighter. Just keep talking and they won't hear I can hear it though. I can hear it. This is ridiculous. Okay. While Gretchen's trying to light her match, I'm going to finish telling you about Pamela. She married um, Derek Jackson, a physicist who was rumored to be bisexual, um, has been proven since then. She was also bisexual. They got divorced in 1951 and she lived with, she lived for the next 40 years with her long-term partner, Italian horsewoman, Judita Tomasi in Gloucestershire, 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 that place in England that starts with a glaw. And she stayed away from politics for the rest of her life. Now, she wasn't wasn't that boring. No. And, and Nancy's actually, Nancy's really, she, her books might be interesting, but she herself, she just lived like a normal life, ratting out her sister. Yeah. Her sisters. So, all right. So far, we're going to skip down. These are my favorite. We're going to go down to, um, let's go to old Stublo, Deborah. Her book was Wait, called. Why are you skipping all the way down to the youngest? Because we're going from least. We're going in order of Gretchen's going to be saying, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, so you're like you're holding out on. I'm, me I'm holding. Okay. Yeah, I, we're I get it. No, it makes dessert. sense. You don't want to be like this crazy thing happened, and then Nancy wrote and then her Stublo book. wrote a book. Yeah. Right. Um. So good old Stublo. Um. Her the title of her autobiography. She's the youngest, and the title of her autobiography was "Wait for Me." That is, I, I feel that. And I'm not even the youngest. People weren't very kind to her. They called her nine for a while too. They called um, her Stublo. Let's start there. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't poor baby girl. Um, but she died recently when she was 94 in like 2014. And, um, she was very much a conservative English conservative, but she also towards the end of her life, they started allowing people to tour, tour Hardwick hall, the family property for the chats were Hardwick, Hardwick, Hardwick. I feel like I'm things are starting to fall into place. Like I'm hearing names. I know. Have you been to Hardwick hall? No, but I'm just saying like, is that where your, your English friend lives? Hmm. It's a hall, not a castle. True. Okay. Keep going. Um, and she was known to to sell tickets sometimes just go down to have a little fun and sell tickets and meet people at the door to Hardwick Hall 
tourists, tourists, tourists. Um, so she, okay. she, I, I thought you meant she was like selling tickets to something. Just, she was known to just walk around selling tickets. So I was like, okay, gotcha. Um, I think she, she was, was pretty little like, old lady. Yeah. And she, when she died, part of the, like the arranged, she prearranged her funeral and she wanted Elvis Presley playing at her funeral. Oh, like she wanted him there live? <laughs> no, no, not there live. Oh, I was like, she was also a little, little dotty. <laughs> little dotty. Um, but yeah, little Deborah. Um, she was, she married into the Cavendish family and became the Duchess because the, he was the second son. So heir plus one second son and his older brother ended up dying in, in world war two. So she ended up being married to the heir. So wow. now we're going to rewind. We've talked about Nancy. <laughs> oh, Pamela also was, is famous in. Hey, can Hulk- you say rewind again and pause? Okay. Let's rewind. <laughs> is Alice speaking Spanish? <laughs> um, so Pamela, let's go back to her, the one who was bisexual. She, is that even further back? No, she's the one that was. Wait, no, I need to do my rewind noise money. again if you're going back one more. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you that she was famous in England poultry circles for importing a very specific breed of chicken. Like that's her claim to fame. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the money she was worried about people taking from her. All right, Pamela. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's go to Decca. Good old Decca. Decca. Whoa, that was weird. Um, she. No, that's when you know your sisters is when you say stuff at the same time, like good old Decca. Good old Decca. She was a communist, and when they were children, when she learned about communism, now there were vast holes in their education because they were taught arithmetic, history, and like English politics, and probably like how to eat soup at a table. Hopefully. I don't know that Unity understood that, but we'll Which get to her. You make like a square, just so you know. <laughs> Even though you can't see it, you need her to act it out again, I think. Y'all, I'm not here all the way. You eat soup like a square. You do. You go up and then you bring it in. You don't lean forward and slurp it in a little circle. Depending on the culture. Well, I mean, they were English and I'm very familiar with decorum of the English elite. Because you spend time in Castle. <laughs> So Decca was a communist when they were kids. She would draw um, a sickle and hammer on the windowsills. Like she would carve it into the windowsills. family was all over the place. They were taught politics and then like given free reigns, I guess, to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. She was um, most well-known though. So like that was, she was a communist till the day she died, but she wrote a book called The American Way of Death which is a huge expose on the funeral industry in the United States. I have to say there may be something there because it is quite a racket. Yes. The very, very little I know about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like, I've been involved in enough funerals from the ministerial standpoint to know that people are taken for a ride. I feel like one episode, we just need to tell everyone all the crap that we do because it's like, well, when I was on the ministerial side and my podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so far we've talked about t-shirt making, living in castles, being a minister. nine, Nine truths, one lie. That should be our episode. Each of us get to give 10 things. They have to pick which one isn't true. 10 things I hate about you. 
We did that. Are your t-shirts. Um, so, so she was actually like, she was big hearted. She was, um, involved in civil rights Congress, which was, um, like people getting together to talk about global civil rights. And I'm sure they supported civil rights in the U S and that whole movement, um, that we're still in the throes of. So she was, um, she was helpful. She was a helpful communist low scandal, high payoff. Um, her husband went missing in the Spanish civil war. Oh no, he went missing in world war II, but she met him when he had dysentery from the Spanish civil war. So he was in the Spanish civil war, came home to recuperate. She was volunteering and that's where she met him. And then he, his plane was shot down in world war II. So she lived out her days as a communist civil rights advocate for death with dignity. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. So that's, that's the, that's the good sisters. Now let's talk about Diane and unity. unity. Diane nicknamed honks. Oh, that's forget. right. I forgot about good old honks. Can I call her honks? Um, she married Sir Oswald Mosley. If you don't know who that is, he was the big know. fascist dude in the, in Britain. He, um, was, so she was engaged to some guy and then met and fell in love with Sir Oswald Mosley. And they lived in sin from, that that means that they were not married yet. They lived together. Um, But he was the leader of the British Union of Fascists. He worked very closely with Hitler and she got married to this dude in Joseph Goebbels living room with Hitler as a guest of honor. This is blowing my mind. So obviously she did have some ties to the she Nazi did. party. Yes. And and Nancy, Nancy wrote quite a few letters to British leadership about her sister's activity mm. and basically ratted her out. But they went to Germany. Diane and Unity went to Germany. Jessica went with them. Decca went with them at first and then came home. It was like, I'll go visit. This is crazy. I'm going to leave. And this um, is actually <laughs> right. too real for me. I need to yeah. go back. Yeah. So she went home. So she ended up arrested right after she had their fourth child, went to prison, was released. Oh, wait, arrested for her involvement in. Yes. Yes. Okay. And he was, he was arrested as well. So they were put in jail and they were released in 1943 under house arrest and supervised, supervised house arrest. There were patrolmen there. Supposedly one of the sisters, I think it was Decca, but we know that one of the sisters petitioned Churchill's wife, who happened to be their cousin, Clementine. They sent her a letter asking her to influence Churchill to lock her back up. Wow. Yeah. So Diana, Hitler, I wouldn't say Hitler crazed because we'll get to unity in a minute, but she was definitely a proponent of Hitler. She was very anti-Semitic. She was very much, I mean, she was married to the leader of the fascist party in Britain. So she was hugely scandalous. She ended up with still friends with many of the British fascist sympathizers who had money to not be arrested or influence to not be arrested and died in 2003. Oh, wow. At the age of 93. Hmm. And maintain so her. Were, I had to have a question for yes. you. Uh-huh. Do you know if any of these were portrayed on the Crown, that Netflix show? Um, I don't some know. of the I things you were saying, were. I'm like, hmm. I haven't seen the, this. I haven't seen this era of the Crown in a long time, so I can't say that they were or were not. Yeah, that's what, I'm trying to use my Google machine well, but it's not helping, so maybe not. Mitford, M-I-T-F-O-R-D. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
So Unity. Unity's middle name was Valkyrie. Valkyrie? Yes. Unity Valkyrie? Mitford. Yes. Unity Valkyrie That's Mitford. Um, she was obsessed with Adolf Hitler. What is going on with these children? And she... So remember when I said, I guess they were given free reigns to do what they want? I take it back. It seems like they were educated in politics, but a very specific type of politics. Like... Like... From what I, I mean, they had a French tutor, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the influence was. Also unity and Diane and Diana honks, um, unity and honks were older. Yeah. You know, they were not, they weren't super young when world war two broke out. They were in their late teens, early twenties when they, when she became prefrontal cortex had not been fully developed. That's right. That's true. But I think it's more their own research influencing them because one of them, like the younger ones had nothing to do with all that. So she was the true middle child. And as a middle child, I feel like I can speak to this. She was a nutcase. She was a little bit wild. She was known to be wild. She went to Germany as early as possible. She would mark in her diary every single time she got to meet Hitler, 140 times, exactly 140 (laughs) times. She would rail against anybody Hitler hated. She would spit ire about, and she would go to rallies. She was a guest of honor in Nuremberg. I mean, she was just, she was obsessed. She was like chief groupie. If there was a fan club, she was in charge of it. Mailing out packets of Hitler's hair to random people. That's not true. No. Oh my gosh. I saw, I knew you were going to be like, no, she did not. But but if she met him 142 times and she like clipped a little piece of hair every time. That's a lot of hair. Yeah. Maybe she gave him haircuts. We don't know. So she would say to people, you know, if, if Germany and Britain, my home, if Germany and England go to war, I will kill myself. Um, they did. Well, she tried. Oh, seriously? Oh, that's seriously. So Hitler had given her a gun as like a gift, a thank you gift for something that she had done. And which is also kind of gross to me because I don't think she was ever going to be in his inner circle because she was British, but it was like a placating thing. Let's give her a weapon. That's weird. Yeah, when like you, have to, you have to know somebody pretty well to make that a gift. I th- I feel like, well, and maybe it was given on his behalf too, by somebody that she pestered just enough. So when England declared war on Germany in September of 1939, mm-hmm. she went to the English garden in Munich and oh shot herself. Oh my gosh. She did not die. Bullet lodged in her brain and created mental health complications and physical health complications. And they say, and Nancy says this in her book that her sister became a child again. So it reverted her to supposedly a childlike state. Back then they did equate people with mental mental disabilities with children, even though we don't do that anymore. That's how they did. Well, and there's also like, yeah, for sure. Like there's brain damage at a certain point, then it's going to. Right. She unlearned a lot of things. Um, but she still had, she still had a passion for Hitler and a passion for Nazis and a passion for fascism. And she maintained that. That's that's, to me, that's like pretty incredible. If it, if, if the child like is being used in like mental regression, you would think that it would have a lot to do with your ability to, well, maybe not. Maybe I'm like, it's like a kid with Thomas the tank engine. Yeah. Could make it worse even. Right. Yeah. But I don't know that she ever fully understood what exactly she was like. Right. And all the accounts of her were like, she was nutso. She was a wild child. She was a loose cannon. 
she had, a, she may have had things going on that we didn't know about she before. She had some like mental health issues. That yeah. was obvi- very obviously not of, you know, high regard to figure out if you needed help there. Right. The no, not if, as long as we can keep you within the, within the estate, within these walls. Um, mm-hmm. But she ended up getting meningitis because of the swelling around. They, they couldn't extract the bullet. So she ended up getting meningitis wow. and she, she died earlier than the rest of her sisters. Cause they all live to very ripe old ages. They always talked to each other. They always used their secret language with each other. They were very Wait, close in age. What secret language? You didn't talk about that. Did you? Um, well, they had secret nicknames for each other. They had, when they were kids, oh. they had a secret society that had its own language. That's a very common thing with kids. Like we have our own language. Yeah, we do. No, um, but I just, I was thinking this was like something a little bit. No, it's not scandalous. It's not broad, but they still, I mean, I'm assuming that Nancy called poor Deborah Dublo stuff forever. <laughs> Can you imagine walking in the room? Hey, Stublo. Um, what was it that we used to always call you? Lula. That's right. Oh, which is really funny because now we have a niece whose nickname is Lula. She's so sweet. Yeah. See, I and why, then why would you get mad? The thing is, we never called you that to make you mad. You just got mad. We were like, oh, no, uh-huh. you did it to make me mad. No, right. But it didn't. It, we never thought it was like, like if you were to ask me on paper, like, do you think that <laughs> that the nickname Lula is a bad nickname to have. I'd be like, no. But when you got so mad when we called you that, it's like done. We're gonna do it forever. Well, also you can call a kid a suitcase, and if they're in the wrong mood, they get mad. True. So it was probably a combination. But I distinctly recall that name being associated with someone who was called ugly, fat, and stupid. I I so don't like understand at all. A trunch bowl. I don't understand at all. Wait, what, why are you looking at me like that? Do you remember the book in the library when we were little? No. You don't remember at when we went to school? It wasn't you. It was the class. And like. We weren't in the same class though. It was. The, okay. We went to. Just for clarification for everyone that's like, what are they talking about? We went to a small private school when we like before high school, pretty much when we were younger. And so class sizes were like 12 to 25 maybe. And there was a book in the library. And it was always like on oh, display. I remember. You know it. You know it. It was always on display. And I'm like, what kind of me? And so my name is Gretchen. There's not a lot of them in this world. There are even less books with that in the title. That are child appropriate. That are child appropriate. The book was called Little Fat Gretchen. Like <laughs> not even making that up. I was the only Gretchen that had probably ever been in the school. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, and she was always on display. I was like, you, and I didn't know the bad word for like female dogs then, but I would have said that because come on, come on. I don't think Miss Brown knew that she, 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 did she like you? She loved me. Okay, well, she didn't like little fat Gretchen. Poor little fat Gretchen. I know, right? Poor Lula Gretchen. Poor me. Poor you. (laughs) So that's a little, that, that was tiny bit more traumatic. Just a little. Than your siblings calling you Lula, which turns out to be the name of a cute little baby. That's true. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) You win. You win. The whole, the whole school, not the whole school didn't get in on it, but there were every time we had to line up to leave the library and there was always that book on display right there. I, and I will say, okay, so for sure, she probably wasn't doing it on purpose, but if you were a teacher, so we've both taught and you heard a bunch of kids poking fun because that book was on display, wouldn't you be like, mm, 
I'm going to take that book off display. Okay. She was, she probably didn't put it on display on purpose, but I don't think she ever listened to the kids in her class. That I can also agree with. Cause I can remember being stabbed in the arm <laughs> by one of my friends with a pencil. One of your friends? I didn't really have friends. Um, they did like really uh, get the library was kind of a like place for scandal back in the day. It was, it was. And we um, had a whole library class. It's like when the teachers got sick of us, they sent us to the library and she didn't really care. <laughs> All right. You met the Mitford sisters today. How do they make you feel? I was prepared. I was coming in prepared for um, a lot of scandal from all of them and several of them left. I apologize for that. It's not your fault. You are not one Mitford sisters. That's true. Well, thank you for joining me for the story. Um, and if you have nothing else to do and the laundry is mostly done and the, the spell is over, I will say bye sisters. Bye sisters.